Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Out of the Pan proudly, proudly, hold us breathe. Proudly broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants, paying respects to elders past and present, and acknowledging our LGBTI Indigenous elders, including sister girls and brother boys for their unique contributions to diversity on and around our land. And welcome to people, listeners of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. You can get in touch with Out of the Pan in lots of ways. You can look for me or Out of the Pan's page on Facebook. You can text in 61401078981. You can email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And um, also, of course, if you're listening on Sunday, thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the marine news as they always do. Opened up with a track from Paul Kelly, live at the Continental and the Esplanade from 1996, um, God's Hotel. Um, and well, we haven't quite got God on the line. But certainly someone who's high up. Um, uh, we've got to say it's a big welcome to the Gender and Sexuality Commissioner here in Victoria, um, coming from an equally rainy rural part of Victoria, um, Rowena Allen Rowe. I don't think this is the first time you've been on the show. I think it might be. It was the first time I've been on your show, Sally. There you go. Well, there we go. It's a, a first um, um, and to have you on. And it's, of course, pretty much a first anywhere in the world for a you know, jurisdiction to have a gender and sexuality commissioner, which is really important. I know you've been doing the role for a few months now, but just for the benefit of our listeners who we haven't communicated with before, perhaps just give the bit of background on the helicopter sort of view of things um, as to, you know, where where it's come to, you know, right from the start, whatever that was, to this point. Sure, sure. So as you said, I've been in the role now 11 months. It does sometimes feel like 11 days and others 11 years, but I was appointed 11 months ago as Australia's first, but Victoria's first Commissioner for Gender and Sexuality. I sit in the Department of Premier and Cabinet, which is a bird's eye view across all of the Victorian government, which is fantastic. And it didn't sort of just come out of nowhere. For the last 15 years in Victoria, we've had Minister Advisory Committees on um, Mm -hmm. LGBTI health and wellbeing in all different forms under both, both governments. Uh, for my sins, I suppose I've sat on all of those, and um, 
<laughs> seen many, many You're a sucker for punishment. Yeah. I am a sucker for punishment. I'm a sucker for punishment. But, you know, we've done some good work. I mean, I remember Sally, the first Minister Advisory Committee uh, attached to the Department of Human Services, and, uh, you know, it was always a joke that we were attached to food and hygiene and we met in the basement. But, you know, we thought we were Christmas. So we've come a long way. And, yeah, look, no one else has stuck their hand up around the world and said, no, we've got a commissioner that does similar things. So it is groundbreaking work for, of course, the most progressive state in Australia. It is indeed, and look, um, as far as I'm aware, GLBTI plus people wash our hands just as much as the wider community, so maybe, I don't know if it's relevant if we fit into hygiene, but anyway, (laughs) it is good that we're here. Um, You mentioned, gosh, sometimes it seems like it's 11 days and sometimes 11 years, I suppose, um, what have been some, you know, well, um, what have made it feel that way, which I suppose is a question about asking about highs and we'll say tougher, more um, stretching moments. Yeah, I think it's the pace that uh, is extraordinary about this. I certainly landed running um, the first 48 hours. I did 40 pieces of media, I think. And wow. I don't think people were really aware of, you know, or ready for me maybe, or ready for how how topical the issue of gender and sexuality is. And so I was just calculating out that I do a speaking engagement almost on average once a day. Um, in the last 11 months, so getting quite good at that now. But, you know, you do one event and then people say, oh, you come and talk to my group. So there's a lot of education in it. Um, my role really, I suppose, is about changing hearts and minds and, and doing that, you know, broader community education. There's been law reform in the last 11 months, of course, and there's been, of course, the historic apology to mm. um, to homosexual men and women around um, the convictions that they experienced and... Um, you know, that apology was, was absolutely extraordinary to the LGBTI community, but particularly to our elders, many of which, you know, um, may not go through the expungement process, actual filling in forms, but actual apology from the Premier was the meaningful part of that. So that was that was pretty special. And then there's been other little highlights, and many of them I've seen you at, Sally, but, you know, I've, I've got to judge the dog show at Carnival and I've got to <laughs> play... In a tube water polo with the Olympians and the trans community, and turn the first sod, uh, you know, with a pink shovel for an LGBTI aged care centre. And, you know, I do do incredible things, but, uh, you know, I, I'm just seeing so much advancement, so much movement um, for our issues at the moment. And, you know, it, it, it's just a wonderful time to be the Commissioner. Fair enough, yeah. And I, I suppose, yeah, the challenging moment would have been um, judging the dog show if someone had lost, you know, sort of they would have sickened, well, sickened them onto look, your wrecks or something. No. I think the only people who take that seriously are the owners, really. Um, yeah. They take it very seriously. But um, thank goodness I had a few other people um, on the panel and, and can defer to them that knew anything <laughs> about dogs. <laughs> my favourite my favorite category is definitely the, the, the dog looks most like the owner, you know, that's... A, personal favourite. That was quite fun. Yeah. Um, I'll ask. Um, um, I could tell a story about um, that Scott Davis of Police tells about a, um, that one, but I'd, um, I'll save that for another time. <laughs> You've probably heard it. Um, let's dive in. I mean, this is a show, as I, as I say, covering pansexual issues, and I want to make sure we, um, to use the um, quote from a, a big friend of mine, um, James, on the Committee of Bisexual Alliance, don't leave a bit out. Um, What are some of the bi, intersex and or trans and gender diverse specific type of things that have been priorities? I mean, obviously, there's lots of stuff that affects all of 
the rainbow or um, rainbow plus type and allies communities, etc. But um, you know, sometimes as you know, this is where this show comes in. So I'd really like to talk to you about some of those things. Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right, and that's it's great. There's a show dedicated to that because I think the G and the L. You know, most people understand the issues, but bisexuality. You know, I've I've seen is increasingly you know invisible, um, and you know an area where we've got to do a lot more work. Um, Trans and gender diverse people. um, I was so excited with the whole budget, but specifically the six million we we got for aged, aged and aged adult. Mm. Um, trans issues. We have, uh, for those who don't know, we have six million dollars in um, the Royal Children's Hospital looking at gender diverse and trans issues for young people, and now we've basically matched that in adult services. So this is really responding uh, to all the consultations that we held and all the information that came to me really quickly about needing to improve this. And I think this is really, you know, talking about global issues. So we, you know, in a couple of years when we get the staff online at Monash and we get the work in place. We're not just going to be, you know, Victoria's, you know, the Australian leader in trans health issues. We're actually going to be like a global leader. Mm. You know, and what the medicos tell me is we're going to be pushing Amsterdam off the perch to be number one around this. So, you know, that's going to be an amazing legacy uh, for this government that we're doing that work. There's still a lot to do, and I'm not saying, you know, we need to sit down and just relax on this. There's a lot of work to do. Um, for the first time in Victoria, we have a trans and gender diverse specific working party, mm-hmm. uh, which I chair, and we also have an intersex-specific working party that I chair as well. So we're getting a lot of traction. Where you know, where the LGBTI have all been put into one committee, we've actually broken it down. There's a whole-of-government task force that looks at all, all the issues, health and human services working party. But under the, that working party, we have a trans and gender-specific and intersex-specific. And, and that really is fantastic because I think... I think, Sally, there's times when we need to do the work together as the whole alphabet, and I think there's time when we have to do the individual pieces. You know, we are one community of many parts, uh, and to make sure that the bit doesn't get missed out, we have to do stuff specifically with the bit in mind. So that's um, that's a real key to me. And wherever I can, and, and um, I know we've double-billed on many shows, but I always talk about the bit and how very important it is that we, we remember the B, the T and the I and everything that we do. Which I sub- which look leads to a question. Um, this is this is live spontaneous radio. We've got an intersex um, health working group, a trans and gender diverse one. Um, thoughts yeah, about a buy one? The, yeah, when's the buy one? Well, yeah, why not? Um, why not? And, and indeed, indeed, you know, and uh, I think we need to look at that too. I I just not that I want to be defensive, but it's only eleven months. Give me. I think I've got two more years. <laughs> Fair um, enough. At least, yeah. <laughs> But no, it truly, it truly, Sally. It is, you know, it is on my agenda. Uh, and you know, I've met with the Bisexual Alliance, and um, I've had a uh, buy buy lunch, so yep. bisexual lunch. And you know, that's what I sort of a more of informal way that I had like a lesbian lunch. I had a gay men's lunch, and I had a bisexual lunch, and just to sit with the commissioner and talk about the issues to make sure my work plan reflects, you know, the whole the whole needs of the community where it can. Fair enough. Um, look, I think what we might do, I might just get you to hang on for a couple of minutes and I'll do a couple of messages, then we'll come directly back. But if people have questions for the Commissioner, we haven't really had any, um, pop them on to Facebook or text me in or whatever you need to do 
and then we'll um, come back and conclude um, with the second part of a chat with Commissioner for Gender and Sexuality in Victoria, Roe Allen Rowe. Just hang on for a couple of minutes while we have a short breather. Ask me for a clue And I will always tell you true Listen with your words Hi, I'm Sarah from Dash and you're listening to 3CR It's true It's safer when I'm here with you It's true The Keep Community Radio Day of Action is calling for a commitment to support digital community radio after funding cuts in the recent budget Community radio enhances the diversity of programming choices available to the public and presents programs that expand the variety of viewpoints broadcast in Australia. If you value independent media, sign the petition at keepcommunityradio.org.au and get involved to help ensure that live and local community digital radio is part of our future. Keep the community in your radio. Well, I think that's a flippingly good idea to me. Um, you're on 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally. And guest on the line is Commissioner Rowena Allen. Um, so, yeah, Ro, I just I should just mention when we discussed Bisexual Alliance, um, just like always like to be clear that I am a committee member of Bisexual Alliance. So thank you for meeting with us but, um, and declaring that and interest. And a strong member as well. Sorry? And a very strong member. Well, that's right. And, um, you know, sort of a, a very um, dedicated committee. Um, dare, dare, I, dare I declare any possible bias in saying that? But no, seriously, <laughs> lots of good people, of course, doing good stuff in the community um, and hopefully have a chance, well, with, you know, what is it? One per, genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. We've started the 1% inspiration in terms of the proposed Pride Centre, so people might be able to do good stuff in a more effective way in a few years. Um, you know, so um, where, where, what, where are we up to with the Pride Centre? Well, it's very exciting too, isn't it? $15 million for Pride Centre. Sounds yep. like a lot of money when you actually start to look at the price of real estate in CBT Melbourne. It doesn't look going to buy <laughs> that much, but um, it'll be a starting point. So we're, at the moment, we're talking to all of the um, all of the organisations that might come in. We have in principle support from um, Joy Radio, which is fantastic. Whoops, sorry, Competition Radio. Um, <laughs> no, that's all right. Look, we just played a message about keeping community radio, and I'm, I was thinking, look, I bring bring it all on, whether it's Triple Z, Triple R, Three CR, Joy, um, a particular suburban um, local station. We love it all. Um, oh, fantastic! No competition here on that one. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, all the other services, Midsummer, Queer Film, Switchboard. Um, Victorian AIDS Council are just considering their future as well. Um, so once we know who's who's interested, we'll know what size building we're looking for. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep getting there. But we know people have got time limits too. Uh, Victorian AIDS Council has sold their building and they're going to be needing to get out in, in 12 months. And the uh, village centre or city village, it is the old Commonwealth Bank where some of those mm-hmm. other services are, I've got a bit of a time limit on them as well, so certainly the skates are on, and we're canvassing all opportunities at the moment. We're trying to keep fairly central or the local government areas just around the CBD. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, the premier came out and said it's going to be bigger than the one in San Francisco. I did mention to him had he seen the size of the one in San Francisco. Um, it's fairly big, so but it's ambitious, you know. And uh, 
the you know members of the archive committee are very very excited about it as well, and I'm keen to see how Bisexual Alliance would like to get involved and any other groups because it's it's for everybody. That's the key. That's my vision. It's a place where we can feel pride and uh, we can come together and do the work that we need to do and and celebrate. And archives are a big part of that for me. I want to make sure that there's a real exhibition space because you know as we as we go ahead with all the advancements in rural reform and things, it's really important. And I think the apology brought that home for me, that we really remember where we've come from and how how far we have come. And the archives are a really great place. So we've got visions for, you know, maybe the original Bowes Coffee Lounge uh, from the 50s in the foyer. And uh, that's that's pretty pretty exciting idea. And, you know, Hares and Hyenas Bookshop or other bookshops. Uh, you know, all those kind of things in the foyer where people can come and just come in and be and, and then services upstairs if you need to, to go and see a medical professional or get some other information that's all there as well. And, and uh, you know, I'm just pretty excited about it. You're not meant to have favourite projects, you know, like favourite children, but, you know, I'm pretty excited about this one. <laughs> fair, fair enough on that. And, look, I'm glad you mentioned hairs because, of course, they are a, an integral and um, unique part of Melbourne's rainbow brie-type community. And I was a little worried about this when I, I sort of struck me a couple of weeks afterwards. Oh goodness! So I'm glad they're involved in this as well. Yeah, um, I don't know if they'd like me to call them this, but I do call them a not-for-profit, even though they're a profit business. They they really do oh. do it as a community service. It doesn't make them a lot of money, you know. Oh look. So yeah, very keen to have hairs and hyenas, or you know, an equivalent. I don't want to lock them in either. Nobody's being forced in, and no one is being left out. That's that's my line, and. Um, no, no one signed on the line yet, so I'll be a bit careful. But yeah, has known as a, a critical in our, they're part of the cultural history of uh, of Melbourne and, yeah. and Victoria. Really, I mean, that's I can remember going to Hairs and Hyenas to find my first lesbian book. I think. Well, look, I, I've, I've got, I know it's I don't want to be too nostalgic, but I've got to be. Uh, you know, look, when it seemed like there were virtually no trans allies around, and I didn't, I was still a little a baby pan, so to speak, and I. Um, one, one I remember seeing back in the days when you used to have letters to the editor in queer newspapers, which I think are just about gone. There was one from Crusader and Roland supporting the trans community after uh, some transphobic comments in one of the pink papers in the late 90s. So utterly, of course, huge um, supporters of our diversity. Um, and of course, you and I were, were there during the week for introducing Teddy. Um, yay oh, for how the, good is that? Yay for the bears. <laughs> um but I do have to shift, um, I suppose, to some you know some serious notes, and I will give a trigger warning for our next topic um, for some listeners who may. Um, this is one case where certainly, please, if you need to just um, turn the volume down for a second, please do, because we do need to talk about an issue in our community, being family violence, including intimate partner violence, and there's been you know a, a step forward that you're involved in on that. Yes, it, it, look, it is terrific that that uh, for the first time we have LGBTI family violence specifically identified in the Royal Commission's report. As a consequence, $2.5 million specifically announced for LGBTI responses to the Royal Commission's recommendations. So that's that's fantastic. But I just want to say to everyone, we don't have the answers in this space. Mm. We know that there are similarities, uh, but there are a great deal of differences in our relationships in relation to intimate family violence and the broader picture of family violence, obviously for pansexual relationships and, you know, there's a a whole lot of messaging we have to figure out about our campaigns in this area and I don't at all begin to to say we have that. And so we'll be working with 
the B, the T, the I, the L, the G, P, everybody, to try and figure out what is the messaging around this? How do we actually tackle this? How do we come out about this? Because, you know, on one hand, Sally, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to, to raise our relationships and, and get marriage equality. On the other hand, mm-hmm. we have to say, look, they're just as mucked up as everybody else's. And and how we deal with that is, um, you know, it's going to be, you know, incredibly different perhaps. And maybe there's some similarities. But, you know, I do know, speaking to a lesbian survivor of family violence, that her experience of the White Ribbon Day is, is, is really quite awful. She feels really excluded from that. And that's not anybody's intent. Mm. But how do we how do we um, not pull away from any of the great work the government's doing around family violence broadly, but say we just want to carve out a little bit of messaging for our communities about what what we need to do and what and where we can get help. Yeah, look, agreed. It's a, it's a tricky one. We're, there's still this thing as if we can't talk about any. I'll say in, in big inverted commas negativities in our community because we're going to be jumped on. See, you people aren't perfect. You don't deserve your rights. That sort of thing. Well, to which the people who are saying those sorts of things in that funny voice will say words like "go away." Um, but it can be a challenge for sure. But um, I think the other thing, as well as your good self on this committee, I mean, lots of good people: Rosie Batty, Graham Ashton from Police, um, Chief Commissioner, but. Also, people who have good knowledge of LGBTI in various parts, Liana Buchanan, the, Ch- the Children's Commissioner, who's also on the Justice Working Group, um, a representative of Safe Steps, who I know are well up there on trans, um, and Deb Sabaris, um, who I know is well up on GLBTI issues, as, pr- as well as probably others I don't know details about. So yeah. I think we can't, you know, I think there's good representation at the top, and that will filter down. Well, I do hope so, and it, you know, I said to everybody, I'm not a content expert in this space, but hopefully, my track record in the last 11 months assures people that I, you know, it's all about consultation and representation for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I am at the table, which is great, and uh, that, you know, that starts with a two-day love-in with the committee um, in June, the end of June, where, as you said, those people will be be there. I mean, you do get to do amazing things as commissioner. To hang out with Rosie Batty is, you know, oh, extraordinary yes. honour. And as you said, Graham Ashton, the police commissioner, he's very, very supportive, and he just wants to know how he can help. You know yep. what he needs to do, and that's that's fantastic. It's really fantastic. So we go away for a two-day planning session. Out of that, we'll drop some of the other groups that come out of that, including a survivors network, which Rosie will chair. And I'm very confident that I'll be able to put up, and I've met some survivors, and I'll be able to put up some survivors' um, contact details and people that that will you know put an expression of interest in to be part of that committee and. So where I might sit at the steering committee table, we can hopefully make sure that uh, LGBTI people are sitting at all those other levels of government. That's that, If I can get that to happen, then I've, I've earned my money for the day, I think, because then we get our voices at the table. Because I'm a real believer that if you're not at the table, you're not at the table. And it might be that the committee's got the best intentions in mind, but you just have to keep nudging them and reminding them to talk about victims and survivors as opposed to women and men, you know, and, and just yeah. some subtle language changes until until we can get included. Yep, really, really important. So, um, yeah, anything else? We haven't um, haven't had a huge, um, anyone really qu- question in, so I'll let you get back to your Sunday with your family in um, regional Victoria. But just before we wrap up, anything else you wanted to mention about your role, what else is happening and where to next um, before I let you um, get back to your Sunday? Thank you, Sally. Well... As we've talked about the budget, as well as the Family Violence and Pride Centre, we've also 
uh, secured money for a grants program. So I might uh, come back or let you know about the grants program for individual groups that might like to apply for that in the future, and that might be something for Bisexual Alliance or other other groups that that might want to put in for that. So can't tell you when that's going to open all the guidelines. Just a little taster warning there, I suppose, Um, just to get people excited about it. We've got um, $4 million for that over four years, so... A million dollars a year, it's a lot of money for little groups, but, um, you know, not a lot in the big scheme. But it's, um, you know, we can do a lot with... Our community has just already shown we can do a lot with very little. So I'm not sure whether they'll be big grants or little grants, but I think there might be a combination of both. But hopefully that's something that your listeners may be interested in when that uh, when that develops a bit further. I think, you know, there's a million good ideas out there, at least. Um, what is it? I've been told millions of times not to exaggerate, but there's mountains of good ideas out there in our GLBTI communities. And then, you know, inevitably this stumbling block comes up of funding. So I think groups and, you know, individuals who might be, you know, work in partnership with various groups if they're not incorporated or whatever the legalities are, will be um, champing at the bit, quite frankly, in terms of interest. Um, and, um yeah, we just, um, it is, you know, a welcome thing that, um, you know, we are um, having th- this sort of progress and that the good thing is it is being noticed around the world. Um, but t- also the um, LGBTI and multicultural grants are another example oh, that's of wonderful, that. wonderful, yeah. And they'll be announced fairly soon. That's, uh, Ooh. for those who don't know, that's $500,000 specifically in the multicultural money, not even our own bucket, but out of the multicultural money that's been specified for, LGBTI multicultural groups, and that's being managed out of the Office for Multicultural Affairs. So that's um, that's really wonderful. Yep. All right. Well, look, um, I'll let you um, get back to um, your day. Thanks for your time on a Sunday on um, 3CR, and look, um, keep on commissioning on and um, doing what you do. It's um, you know, it is you know something that you know we clearly just um, need to. In, um, work work hard at and keep going while um, while it's there, as you say, until where are we? Two thousand eighteen, which um, is another two years. But um, let's put the pedal to the metal and um, keep Victoria as one of the world's. I think it is fair to say leading gel BTI places. Well, let's keep going ahead. Thanks, Sally. No worries, Ro. Okay, bye. Ro Allen. Um, Gender and Sexuality Commissioner on 3CR, 855 AM Digital and 3cr.org.au. Have a couple of tracks to um, have some music on a Sunday. Um, Let's start with a bit of an Aussie classic and, um, well, then go over to um, an American classic. 3CR. 855am digital 3cr.org.au out of the pan with Sally rock out on 3CR with uh, Neil Young from Freedom um, we let's keep rocking in the free world we've got to sometimes fight in various ways to keep it free um, that's the way it goes um, lots of fighting talk about that in the remainder of the show today um, with the last couple of segments and um, well sometimes in the words from um, a, tra- a track by the chosen few, Rise, um, from a three-CD set, a decade of Australian classic hits, the 80s, and that was on disc one. Uh, rise, yeah, you've got to rise. Um, Way you go and do it. Um, so, all right. Um, well, lots of things to catch up on. Um, great article um, in today's age. It's the one on page 14 that's um, entitled In There to All the Cats We've Loved Before. Uh, no, well, that's not quite true. That's a great article, but that's not quite relevant to the show. 
Um, page 28, um, an article called A Hollow Sort of Faith, or if you look for it online, um, there does seem to be a difference with the way these things are headlined nowadays. It's called The Australian Christian Lobby's Position on Marriage Equality Lacks Decency and Fairness. And if you search engine under the first few words, were one to set out to be smirch Christianity. Some great quotes in this article by Michael Short, who is the Sunday Ages opinion editor. Um, the, um, as it says... They've got a hell of a way, the ACL quote, they've got a hell of a way of a twisted way of pursuing justice and compassion um, by advocating the continuation of the denial of two people in in love, the right of two people in love to get married. The ACL is being needlessly hurtful and disrespectful to a large number of citizens. Um, They then go on to talk about the horrendous remarks that um, the ACL have made in relation to smoking, the stolen generation and all the others, which I just don't really even want to go through again. Um, Of course, talk about the Safe Schools program, which we've got to talk about. Um, Love this quote. Safe Schools is simply about combating injustice by raising awareness. That's a good thing to do, rather like seeking to reduce domestic violence by educating the community or seeking to save lives through public education campaigns to reduce drink driving, quote unquote. Um, And then, of course, we've seen the horrendous links that the ACL have tried this week, which, again, I don't really want to mention. And the article quotes the research um, from the Young and Well Cooperative Research Centre about the mental health issues in our community. Please call Lifeline on 131114 or QLife on 1800 184527 if those issues are of difficult difficulty and then Short concludes by saying quote I do not believe Shelton and the ACL are necessarily malicious but they are blinkered and their words are hurtful and damaging Jesus is one of the most radical and progressive figures in history a leader who attacked injustice and stood up for those being unfairly treated the ACL's acolytes betray the values of the very man from whom they claim to draw inspiration end quote well go Michael Short editor of the age um elephant stamp for you for sure um of course, um, an elephant stamp we've got to mention to Jill Stark, who is uh, no longer, unfortunately, with the age, taken a redundancy type of package. I'll have more um, roundup um, on what's going on in the community um, and a few th- lots of things to catch up on. Um, um, just after we have a couple of quick messages and then come back, wrap it all up, find out what's going on and um, where to from there. Um, 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. It's 40 years that the station's been around. I hope it's around for the next 40 years. CR has been a trailblazer. It's still the leader and the benchmark in terms of actually engaging the community. Keep the trail blazing. Support 3CR in our 40th birthday radiothon. From June 6 to 19. To donate, call 9419 8377 or go to 3cr.org.au. The role it plays is really, really, really important. And the role it plays in empowering people on a personal level, empowering communities and giving communities the power to actually take a bit of control of their future cannot be underestimated. One and a half hours of diverse alternative music from pre to post-punk, funk, rock, hardcore and alternative rock. 
supporting musos and bands both local and international that you don't hear on mainstream radio. The Raven's Lair, alternative music from 60s through to today, mixing it up for your early hours listening taste, coming to you live every Monday from midnight, jam-packed with as much music that can be squeezed in. The Raven's Lair, broadcasting live on 3CR Community Radio. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU and on demand out of the pan with Sally, the Ravens Lair broadcasting live from midnight, and here was I about to have an inner Melbourne hissy fit that due to some works pulling taking a crane off the construction site next door, I couldn't get access to my coffee place down the road from three CR today. Oh, don't worry, I'm wearing more black and I'll come out of it in an inner Melbourne sort of way. Anyway. Um, lots of, um, and of course, two weeks to th- Out of the Pans Radiothon show, subliminal messaging, but donate, donate to Out of the Pans Radio show, um, et cetera, et cetera. Please do so. Um, hop online, um, to, um, our, our website. You can do it there. Um, and, um, um, you know, sort of make sure that, um, you do that. Um, go, you know, go to the give now, um, dot com dot au slash cause four four two. Um, that sounds like a jazz song, but, um, and put, um, out of the pan, but seriously, whatever show you want in there for your donation. Um, lots of other articles, um, around a good article in the Guardian today, a couple of good ones there, sexuality today, how we embarked on a new age of freedom and tolerance, um, from Carla Delavigne to Christine Stewart, talks about many other things. There's a very brief article on, um, in their part, what I'm really thinking, the gay mother, about some of the questions that um, parents, um, in, I will say, other than heterosexual relations, get asked. Um, someone else has pointed out a good article in Daily Life, 34 dapper queers whose style we want to steal. Um, I'm here in my daggy t-shirt and I don't care, but, um, anyway, um, seriously, um, if you're, if you're a style queen, go for it. Um, on a more serious note, um, had a text come in just after the end of last week's show and every, I packed down the, um, the, um, the dongle, so to speak. And the, this is from our ro- a roving correspondent, um, who, thank you, um, Rover, um, Wover Boy. Um, no, sorry, I shouldn't stop. I, sh- I do watch too much Warner Brothers as a kid. Um, and the question was, what do you think of having people like Tim Wilson and other gay liberals for the conservative side? Is it tokenism on their behalf? Hmm, good question. I don't think it's tokenism. Um, I think that, you know, look, we have, as elements of the, the, the Brie community, the I'm always a bit hesitant about using this, the more middle-class picket fence elements of gay and lesbian perhaps get to a reasonable degree of equity with heterosexuals, there will be people who will be more conservative. Um, And I don't really see it as tokenism. That's where they're going to end up. My personal concern, repeat personal opinion, is that, you know, how do people reconcile any ideology with the needs of LGBTI people? Now, sometimes it can be done in a win-win way. I question whether some ideologies, whether they're left or right or centre, can do that. Um, For example, Tim um, is one of these people who seems to favour the idea that, um, you know, if we, when, when we get marriage equality, um, that certain cake makers and celebrants shouldn't have to do weddings other than heterosexual which I find utterly ludicrous. Let's say I, 
um, going, you know, let's um, compare and contrast a scenario. Um, go into a cake shop and say, uh, Mary and Samantha go into a cake shop and say, we want a cake and on it we want written in the icing, we're celebrating our wedding. Well, under Tim's approach, that wouldn't, you know, the cake shop could refuse. But if they went in and said, we're celebrating our domestic partnership, they couldn't refuse. Really? Is one any more offensive than the other? No. So that's where I feel that Tim's libertarian type approach conflicts with the needs of GLBTI people. Um, But I've seen lefties who get it wrong as well, um, and centrists. And, you know, I respect that politicians often have to put the needs of their party first, but it's our job as a community to call out where we feel there is some degree of double standard. So thank you, roving correspondent, for what was a really thought-provoking question. Keep them coming. We love we love your questions. Um, what else is going on in the community? Well, look, impossible, I suppose, this week not to mention the situation with Ros Ward. And I think where things are happening here, you know, let's separate Safe Schools and Ros Ward. Safe Schools is a program that is working. You know, it worked for five years. It was highly successful. It saved and changed lives. It made life easier for the whole of school community because it did that. And, of course, it worked. And now, all of a sudden, um, you know, Rosward is being under personal attack, as, as are other safe school staff, from everything I've heard, and other staff at organisations connected to safe schools, um, you know, to me, that is just um, unnecessary. Let's um, play the person, um, not the. Uh, sorry, let's play the ball, not the person. Let's not do it the other way round. Um, you know, so and stick to the issues and debate safe schools. Um, let's not get into attacking Roswald or, for that matter, Lyle Shelton, who just happens to be the spokesperson. Let's not do that either. The words that I might obviously disagree. Gee, really, with some of the things that are said on behalf of the Christian lobby by Lyle Shelton. But let's try to keep this, um, you know, let's have some consistency. Now, when I hear the Australian Christian lobby condemn some of the personal attacks that are going on, fine. But if they don't do that, then we're keeping to um, keeping to the higher ground, which will win through in the end. Um, it can seem really difficult at the moment um, with what's going on. Totally get that. And I've got to say, personally, I've known Roz for a long time and she's very dedicated to what she does. I don't believe her ideology conflicts to link um, these two topics with what she does at all. The program is independently evaluated. It was set up by a range of people who are competent and assertive. It's not like one person's ideas could have fitted in, you know, taken the whole program over anyway. Don't be silly. So, yeah, um, Let's get back to some common sense on this debate. Well, we'll stick to it, and it will win. Um, you know, come from the right heart. Um, it will win in the end. It just sometimes seems like um, some of the spin is um, taking over. Let's try to stick to the issues. Let's keep it to that and not attack anyone in any way as a person. Um, and we'll, um, I think in the end um, that will get us through. Uh, what else? should mention things what are coming up in the community. Um, the fabulous Cherche La Femme um, has an event at the Melbourne Spiegel Tent at 35 Johnson Street this Tuesday, Feminism and Fat. And I know this is a big issue. Um, of course, there was the Vava Boomba show a few years ago, um, which looked at um, body st- um, type of issues. And so that's on this 
Tuesday night at 6.30. And what gets me is that a picture they were used to promote it was reported and Facebook asked them to stop using it. Yet we can have all sorts of stuff about domestic violence and all the rest on Facebook, transphobia, homophobia, racism, and that's deemed inappropriate. I mean, I'm sorry, Facebook. Um, Your standards are pretty inconsistent in my humble opinion. Um, So... Um, anyway, support Cheshire FM. The great work of Jess, Karen, and all the crew there um, deserves your support. Um, what else is happening this week? Um, the Anxiety and Depression Discussion and Support Group, I managed to say that fluidly, um, is on for trans and gender diverse people run by Transgender Victoria in Carlton this Wednesday um, at in the evening. Um, Bent TV, I've got some Bent TV watching to catch up on. I still haven't caught up with Grace Lee about and talking about her research from two weeks ago and also mentioned the apology for homosexual acts. Um, Bent TV had footage of it on Friday night. So support our queer community media um, and all community media. Yay for community media. Radiothon, Radiothon in two weeks. Um, anyway... Um, Seahorse is on for trans and gender diverse people and from memory June is the birthday party which means if my um, abacus is working correctly it'll be 41 years of Seahorse, um, longest running committee run trans group um, in the world now to my knowledge, happy to be corrected um, for the Kingsters I'm pretty sure change is on and that just about gets us through for the next events of the next week so um, yeah, lots happening I've got to make sure we stay informed. Um, now, I'm not e- I'm, um, won't be in live next week, but of course, two weeks, um, and I'll say it in a really loud voice, Radiothon, please um, hop in and donate and support the show. It's really important at this time that we have a diverse range of voices, as the message we had earlier in the show said. Um, you know, we've got to make sure that um, we have that as part of diverse um, opinion which is really cool. Um, And um, also just had a late tweet come in from Linda. Brie, Bodies, Relationships, Identity, Expression. Love this idea for an acronym, yep. Um, Some people might say that idea is a bit cheesy, but um, anyway, I'll stick with it. Um, And um, also, Linda loves the music. Yes, some classic pansexual rock, knowing no boundaries of um, gender or genre here. Actually, we've got some country to take us out in a second, so I'd better wind up and get to that. Um, most of all, um, yeah, thank you to all our listeners who communicate in by whatever technological devices. Um, the show is here for you, so um, enjoy it. Anyway, better get out of here and close everything down and make way for the Fab Crew from Freedom of Species. Take it out today with um, Garth Brooks and... Um, some country gospel in a way we shall be free thanks for tuning in to out of the pan i'm sally goldner catch you next week